Mom life, it's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow, and we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I am excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the big five, physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way, you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Hey mamas, I'm doing the 75 hard challenge and I'm super excited about it and ready to tell you all about it. I've had a lot of questions on it and a lot of people interested in knowing what this is. So um, it's just a list of things to do each day to kind of help you out with your mental toughness and help you to achieve your goals. The idea of it is you, you do it this for 75 days consecutively and you do one outdoor workout and you can do one indoor workout or you can do them both outside, but at least one of your workouts has to be outside and it has to be 45 minutes. So two 45 minute workouts a day, in other words, an hour and a half of working out each day for 75 days. Then you need to read 10 pages of a book, a physical book um, every day. So no audiobooks. you have to actually physically read something. Um And then drinking one gallon of water, which I thought was going to be crazy to do because it seems like a lot of water, but I actually tend to drink about a gallon a day without realizing it. So a gallon a day was not a huge deal for me. Um, The other thing was you're not supposed to have any junk food. Um, So no cheat meals, no junk. Um, And then you're supposed to find a diet or a nutrition plan that you'd like to stick to and stick to it for those 75 days. Um, and then take a progress photo every single day. So it seems like it's a lot, but when you, you know, kind of put it all in a day's work, it's really not too bad. Cause for me, I've been able to do like a morning workout, an evening workout, drink a gallon of water a day. I take my progress photo and weigh in every morning, um, which some people say that they love to do. Some people say they'd rather just do it once a week. Everyone is different on how they want to do their progress, but that's, what's worked for me. Um, and then just sticking to a diet. So I've just been trying to do my best to not have junk food um, and to just keep my sugar intake pretty low and just eating a healthier diet where I'm trying to focus on um, really getting in a good balance of my macros with my fats, proteins, and carbs. Um, and then just, you know, doing what I can to work out and um, burn more calories than I'm intaking. So calories in, calories out is, you know, how you lose weight. If you are eating more calories, um, then you're burning, then regardless of what your workouts are, it's not doing you any good if you're wanting to try and lose weight. So um, making sure that you're intaking less calories than you're actually burning is how the weight happens to melt off. So that's kind of what has been working for me. And um, I'm excited to try it out and see how this goes. It's it's hard to get in those two 45-minute workouts when you have little ones, but I found um, that as long as I get in a full you know, hour and a half workout each day that I'm okay. So if I happen to have to do it in increments of 20 minutes here and there, or even like a random seven minute one, or, you know, I'm sitting there, um, say I'm like making something for dinner or whatever, I can march in place and try to do my best to get my heart rate up and get a little bit of a cardio in while I'm trying to cook and just things like that, that are just simple, but easy ways to fit in those, um, workouts when you're not maybe able to get in that full 45 minute workout. But um, the 45 minute workout definitely is the best way to do it. If you're able to get that time to yourself, whether you go to the gym or work out outside both, um, that's definitely 
better, in my opinion. I love just doing it and getting it done. So if you can work out for a straight hour and a half and you have that freedom, then by all means, go for it. (laughs) But not all moms have that kind of time on their hands. And so a lot of moms think that they can't do a challenge like this because there's just no time in the day for them to have just time to themselves. Um, But something that I've found that's worked for me is we had spring break just last week and my kids and I were able to just do some workout videos. So when I wanted to start my workout, my kiddos got in there with me. We started like a YouTube video um, of a workout that I wanted to do and they all jumped in on it with me. And if they weren't able to do certain exercises or didn't care to or whatever, then they modified it and marched in place or did jumping jacks or something. And we just kind of worked out together. Um, ideally I would like to work out by myself. It's a glorious time, but when I've got a newborn and kids at home, sometimes it's just not as doable as I would hope. So I just make do with what I can. Um, or we'd go outside and go for a walk together as a family or, um, you know, go ride bikes together, maybe go play like basketball or a fun sport in the park or something, anything we can to just keep our bodies active and, and get that workout in each day. I was looking at ways to help me to keep track of my water intake. It was really hard to do it with just, you know, one Dasani water bottle that's like 16 ounces, 16.9 ounces or something like that and had to refill it several times a day. I just couldn't keep track of it as well. And so um, I decided to find a water bottle that tracked um, my water intake on the side. And so I found one on Amazon and I will try to send a link um, in our podcast notes Um But it just says, you know, you start your morning water, you know, say at like 7 a.m. or something like that. And I think it ends at like 7 p.m. And it just says things like, you know, you've got this, keep chugging, um, you know, drink more or whatever, and just kind of like motivates you to drink throughout the day. Um, And then it tracks your water level. So there's different sizes. They had like a gallon, a half gallon, 32 ounces, and just like a 16 ounce water bottle. And I chose the 32 ounce, so I only have to fill it up four times a day, but I don't have to carry around a massive gallon jug. Um, And that's what works for me. But I also got a gallon jug just in case I wanted to do that at home and maybe just refill with that one or something um, to help me to see my water intake. And, um, Another thing I've been using is my Fitness Pal. My Fitness Pal is a great app that I've used over the years. Um, it's a great way to track what you're eating, how your exercise is going, your water intake, and you can take notes and different things on it as well. So for me, um, I can track my meals that I eat for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and even snacks. Um, and then I'll track my water. And every time I drink my 32 ounces, I add it in there. So that I'm tracking it not only in my water bottle with the markings, but I'm also tracking it in my phone. That way I for sure know where I'm at and it helps me to kind of keep on track, keep um, on top of things. That way I make sure that I get my gallon in of water a day and I'm not cheating. Um, Also, as I'm tracking my meals, a lot of times I see, ooh, I ate too many carbs there. I need to lower my carb intake for the next meal. Or maybe I had too much fat and need to lower my fat intake. Or maybe I need to bring up my protein intake because I'm not eating enough protein in that day. And it just kind of helps me balance out those macros. Um, Also, along with tracking your food and your water intake, you can track your exercise. So it has tons of different exercises and um, you can track, you know, how many minutes you did your um, either cardio or strength training. 
um, and then how many calories you burned and maybe what time you did it at to kind of keep track of your exercise. There's also at the bottom in the app um, a note section. And in my note section, I click on that. And even though it says like, you know, exercise notes or food notes or whatever, I'll just click on that and then write how many pages I read for the day. So if I have, you know, not finished my 10 pages, but maybe I read like two or three, um, you know, in a few minutes I had to myself while I was trying to eat breakfast or something, um, then I'll kind of track it there. That way, by the end of the day, I can see how many pages I have and make sure that I have those 10 pages read um, by the end of the day. So that was something that has worked for me. Um, my Fitness Pal is a great app. I know there's tons of different apps that you can use to track things. You can also use a habit tracker. Um, so another thing I do along with tracking in my app is I physically track my app or my progress um, to see where I'm at and to kind of motivate me to continue to do better and, and keep all of those boxes um, filled with X's knowing that I've marked off things along the way and it just kind of motivates you. Um, okay, so my habit tracker that I've used, it's just kind of like a glass dry erase board and I just drew out a square and um, and a, a little box that I put next to the different items that I needed to tag each day. And I did it for um, seven days and I will mark each day and then I'll write down my weekly total and then erase it and then start over for the next week so I can keep track of my weekly totals um, and just kind of help me to um, be accountable for what it is that I'm doing. So every time I drink a gallon of water by the end of the day, I mark it off with an X. Um, same thing with um, doing my outdoor workout, indoor workout, um, no junk food, um, reading my 10 pages a day, all that jazz. So I just have my habit tracker that I put there. And every night, um, I check off the things that I did. And then I look to my right and I have my paper printed out of a little, um, kind of PDF that I made for the 75 hard challenge to remind me of the different things that I need to do each day. And so I have that next to me to remind myself, okay, these are the things I need to do. And I took that PDF file that I, created and I put it in, I printed it, uh, I don't know, probably three or four of them out. And I hung them up in different places in my home that were places that I would see this paper often. So like my fridge, um, my bathroom and, um, next to my habit tracker in my bedroom, um, you can put it up, you know, in every bathroom if you want, or any, you know, hub of the house type places like your family room, your kitchen, whatever it is that you know you're going to see it most often. Um, a mirror is a good place to do it. Um, you know, bedroom doors, things like that. So anything that works for you, trying to find lots of different ways to remind you of your goal and why it is that you're wanting to achieve that. So I don't want to just do this to just say I did it. I want to do it because I have a goal in mind. I have my why behind the goal that I'm setting. So what's your why? Well, that's up to you. That's important for you to know. So you are not just doing this to do it, but you're doing it for a reason. You're It's motivating you because you want to achieve a certain goal. For example, weight loss, or you want to tone up, or you want to be healthier, or you know whatever it is your goal is. You don't want to eat any more sugar. You want to be better at eating you know, um, healthier foods, whatever it is. Find what your why is and then set that as your goal that you want to attain and have it be specific and measurable um, and attainable. Um, I think they call it SMART goals, and I, I'm really bad. I don't know if I remember what it stands for, but I believe that it is um, measurable, attainable. Um, I can't remember. Like you track it. And anyways, there's there's tons of different things. I'll have to look back up. It's been so long, but smart goals, look it up and it, it kind of tells you how to 
set your goal up to make sure that it's attainable and realistic. Um, anyway, so that is my thing that I'm trying to work towards is I want to work towards losing that baby weight, toning up and just feeling happier, healthier and feeling like I have more energy. Um, when I have this extra weight on me, it makes me feel like I'm more sluggish and I'm not as motivated to do things because it's harder to do stuff when you have extra weight on you. Um, plus, I just don't really feel good in the skin that I'm in and I, I want to feel healthy and I want to feel better in my own skin. So that's kind of my goal is is mainly to lose that baby weight and then to feel like I'm in a good um, healthy weight range for my age and my height. Um, that's another thing you can look up is um, like a BMI chart and it helps you to see what your age and your height is and then you kind of search through the chart to find where your healthy weight range is. And um, it's hard to see it because sometimes when you look into it, you're like, oh, I'm in the obese section or I'm in morbidly obese or I'm underweight or I'm at an unhealthy weight or whatever, or maybe I'm in a healthy weight range. It kind of helps you to see on average, you know, kind of where you're at and maybe where you need to be. And so for me, I found where my where I'm at right now and where my healthy, like my ideal healthy weight range is for my age and height. And that's what I kind of want to work towards. Another thing that is important to know when you're doing weight loss is to only focus on doing one to two pounds of weight loss per week. If you choose to do more weight loss than one to two, I'm sorry, one to two pounds per week, it becomes unhealthy and it becomes um, not a good, not a good idea in a sense. Um, not everyone is going to be like this, but if you do try to lose too much weight too fast, it can lead to bad habits such as anorexia, bulimia, and other eating disorders. So it's important to make sure that you're focusing on losing weight in a healthy way and you're not doing things to damage your body just because you want to lose a certain amount of pounds. Um, so that's where your why comes in. You see what what your goal is and why you really want to achieve it and you get there in a healthy, um, safe way. Okay. I just remembered what SMART goal stands for. <laughs> I had to like, just give myself a minute. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. That's what SMART goal stands for. Sometimes when you are a new mom with a newborn or just a mom in general, your brain just does weird things. And I just had a moment. <laughs> so anyways, that is what SMART goals stand for. So just trying to make sure that those are specific and measurable. Um, that's going to help you to really reach the goals that you're wanting. Between nursing and diaper changes and all the things, it's definitely been a challenge for me to physically sit down and read. However, it's not impossible, and I think that's one of the things that I have gained from this challenge so far is just it's a mental toughness challenge. It's not just you um, losing weight to lose weight, right? So I have found that by reading, physically reading um, 10 pages a day, it's been pretty tough some days, and I get to the point where I'm super, super exhausted, and I was trying to get it done by midnight, and it just was not happening, and I was talking to other 75 Challenge um, peeps that have done it, and they just said, you know, it doesn't have to be done by midnight. It has to be done before you go to bed, um, and I was like, oh, okay, so I can get it done before I go to bed. Like, I can totally do this, and so I thought, okay, I'll just leave my reading till before bed, and if I stay up a little bit past midnight, it'll be fine, so 
I started reading my pages, um, but I kept dozing off. And so sometimes it would take me almost two hours to read just that last couple of pages because I just kept on falling asleep. I could not stay awake. I was so exhausted, especially when you're working out twice a day for 45 minutes a day, your body is super exhausted, extremely tired. Um, and I sleep really well, but the problem is I was not able to stay up and get that reading in. So, um, for me, what I found is getting that um, reading time in ahead of schedule and trying to get it done as early in the morning as possible, early in the day as possible, um, helps me to get it done and not have to worry about it, not be falling asleep and also be able to get to sleep at a decent time. Um, cause if I'm staying up really late to get that reading in just so that I can say I did it the next day, I'm groggy and having a really hard time keeping that energy high and being able to do things I need to do because I'm not getting the rest that I need. So, um, and I knew that all along, but I think sometimes when we're just in the middle of doing something like a challenge, we just want to do it to get that gold star, right? <laughs> so sometimes we kind of wear our bodies out until we realize, okay, this isn't good for my body and I need to change things up, even though mentally we knew it wasn't a good idea in the first place, right? Um, so I've learned that and today was a lot better. So I was able to get my 10 pages of reading in before I even took the kids to school. Um, I wasn't able to get up before they went to school, I did get to bed too late because I was reading way late the night before, <laughs> but I learned my lesson and I tried, um, you know, I was like, today's a new day and I'm going to try again. So this morning I got in my 10 pages before I took them to school. And that was a pretty, um, big win for me today. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't get all of it done before they went to school. I got probably like seven pages before they went to school. And then afterwards I was able to get in the last bit of it, um, before, um, I was able to, you know, get ready for the day or whatever. So I definitely got in everything I needed to probably by noon, um, reading wise. And that was super helpful. Same thing with water. If you can try to get your water intake done, um, most of it in the morning and early afternoon, because if you try wa drinking water, especially later at night, just to get that gallon in, um, you end up having to use the bathroom all night because you're having to pee every two seconds since you just drank a ton of water right before bed. So in order to get a good night's rest, it's really important to get that water intake earlier on and your reading done, um, as well as your workouts. So I've been able to get in my outdoor workout in the morning, pretty easy, not a big deal, but that second 45 minute workout is really hard to fit in there. Um, and so it might be easier for me to start doing, you know, an hour and a half altogether and do 45 minutes outdoors and then come home and do strength or, um, some sort of toning, um, exercises right after, um, but it just takes up a good chunk of my day, which is really hard as a mom. And so I've, I've found it's better for me to break it up and do a 45 minute workout in the morning and then a 45 minute workout in the evening. Um, I just need to make sure that I try to get that last 45 minute workout in early enough to where it's not so close to bedtime that I'm wiring myself up to not be able to get a good night's rest and my mind starts going and racing and then I'm not able to really fall asleep super easy. So that's definitely been a challenge for me. I'm still trying to work out the kinks of that one because getting two workouts in with five kids is a big challenge. So when they say this is 75 hard, it is hard. It's not easy, but it does give you, you know, a little bit of grit and it helps you to really see what you're made of because you're not taking no for an answer. You're choosing to do something hard, even though you know it's going to be difficult, even though you know you're going to stumble and fall and maybe start over if you have to. 
Um, that's one of the hard things with the 75 challenge is if you mess up even one of those things, you have to start over the next day. Um, and I don't take that as a failure. I take that as I'm trying again, and that's going to be that much closer to being successful. So if you have to start over, don't think you failed and give up and just don't try again. Like pick yourself back up, dust yourself up and I can't talk right now. (laughs) Dust yourself back off and try again. Um, don't give up. Um, winners, they don't quit. And that's why they're able to win. That's why they're able to succeed because they don't think of it as a failure. They think of it as another reason to try again. So, um, that's kind of been some of the big takeaways that I have found, um, have been kind of my aha moments that are things I honestly, I already knew, but physically doing it is a whole other ballgame than just knowing it. Taking that action has been, um, pretty difficult, but good all at the same time. So, Definitely doing things in the morning, just as I've talked about so many times in all my other episodes about morning routines, evening routines, rhythms, you know, all of that sort of thing, really, really benefit if you're trying to do the 75 hard, getting those routines and rhythms in um, in the right way, in the right order that works for you. I found that that's kind of the big thing is getting in that morning routine, that exercise, your reading, you know, whatever it is that you're wanting to do in the morning, getting it done early so that you have filled your tank and you then can go and fill the tanks of all of your children and friends and neighbors and family and whoever you need to serve and help out because you filled your tank first. Um, and that's the same thing that I gained from the miracle morning challenge that I took as well. Um, I don't know if you've listened or, um, read the book, the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, but it is a great read. So if you're looking for a way to develop a really good morning routine, that's a great book to go off of. And in fact, they've actually um, put out an, a movie about the Miracle Morning um, and kind of how it all came about and everything. They just put that out this year and it was a really, really great um, film. So if you um, want to check that out, that's a great movie to watch as well. Um, and just this, the 75 hard is, has been a really good, um, learning experience, but I definitely have a long way to go. So these are just things that I've learned in the short amount of time that I've been doing it. And, um, I feel like I'm, I'm seeing some change. I'm feeling better. I'm feeling less sluggish. I have a lot more energy. Um, I can move a lot more because I'm losing weight. I don't feel, um, so, you know, big, um, obviously the weight is going to, you know, eventually I'll, mostly come off, but I feel like it's coming off a lot faster. I'm seeing results a lot quicker because I'm doing those two 45 minutes workouts a day versus just doing once a few times a week. Um, because if you just do like one, one hour workout, you know, three times a week, it's not going to be the same type of results as if you're doing it, you know, seven days, you know, six or seven days a week or whatever, especially if you're doing it twice a day. So I definitely have seen results there. Um, and then just working on, um, a diet. So I don't diet, but I do believe in, you know, having a good, um, like a good meal plan where you're, you're thinking about nutrition and you're trying to, you know, eat your fruits and vegetables and maybe look at your macros and, and track what you're eating. But I don't necessarily believe in going on a diet. Cause I feel like for me, dieting is just a good way to lose weight really fast and then get it right back as soon as you get off. And then you're just doing this yo-yo dieting back where you're losing and gaining weight constantly. And it's really bad for your body. Um, not great for your mindset either. Um, there's just so many negative effects that come from doing fad diets. So for me, I feel that it's important that if you're going to take on something like this, that you're willing to 
turn it into a lifestyle after you're finished with the challenge. You figure out how it's going to benefit you, what you want to keep and what you don't want to keep and continue it on as a lifestyle rather than just having it be, I'm just on a diet and then I'm done. Um, so, you know, choose what you want your lifestyle to be like and kind of go with that. But again, I really, really caution against doing any sort of diet, um, any sort of um, really, really intense working out and things like that, because it can lead to eating disorders. I've done a lot of studying, um, a lot of research on eating disorders. Um, I It was one of the things that I had to do when I was a senior to motivate um, women and young women to have higher self-esteem and try to help them to not get into things like eating disorders. So um, I'm very, very strong on that. And I feel like if you are doing things where you're losing weight really, really fast, um, a lot of it, and you're starving yourself, not eating a whole lot, and you feel like you don't have enough calories that you need, but you're like, I'm not, I don't want to eat carbs and I don't want to eat this. I feel like, you know, labeling any food quote as bad um, can lead to, you know, eating disorders and things like that. I'm not saying that and, you know, if you choose not to eat junk food that, you know, you're going to have an eating disorder. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that it's okay to have some treats sometimes. It's okay um, to eat fruit if it tastes really good to you, even if it's got, you know, fructose in it. Yes, it has sugars in it, but it's still good for you. It's okay to have, you know, a lot of vegetables. It's okay to have bread. It's okay to have meat. Like, it's okay to have all these things in moderation and just keeping variety and balance in our diets. Um, not dieting, but in your diet as in what you eat. Um, so that's kind of my biggest take on this is just do what you can if you want to take on this challenge, but know that this is not meant to be, um, at least coming from my perspective, it's not meant to be a big diet that you go on and then get right off of. It's meant to be a lifestyle change to help you to become better and to have more mental toughness as well as helping you reach your goals and the why behind your goals. So that's where I'm coming from. Um, hopefully this helps. And <laughs> I know everyone has a difference of opinion. So if you disagree, that is totally fine. Um, this is just my personal opinion um, and what I feel about, you know, dieting and all of those sorts of things. So if you have any questions or any more um, information you want on this, um, please leave it in the comments um, for this podcast episode. And I would love to maybe come back and readdress this in another episode if this is something that really interests you. So thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to share this fun challenge with all of you. And I hope that it kind of sparks your fire and hope um, I hope that you're able to maybe take on a challenge like this yourself or maybe create your own challenge. Um, enjoy life and just do your best to be the best you. And I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening, ladies. Bye. Well, ladies, that about sums it up for this week. As always, I'm cheering for you and I'm here for you. I want to help you and support you to do your very best. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Thanks so much for listening, ladies, and we'll see you next time.